The following content depicts adults using adult language and discussing adult topics, including violence, drugs, and sex. Viewer discretion is advised. I bought a small generator in medium firmness. Oh, hi, it's Craig's here. Very Enjoy that Craig is going to Fish, get a review of the penis. Oh, be on your best behavior. Um, so the rain is supposed to start at 8.32, apparently, is what my app just told me near us. So I know what David's getting for Christmas. I ain't gonna rain on this raid. I'm gonna stop looking at this now. Uh, I've decided to ignore you for a little I while. I think Aaron has told you to stop a while ago. Oh my Are you ready to start? I, I, I had to finish up a few things. Um... Sorry, guys, no music today because Rhythm doesn't want to play. I didn't realize you posted something. That's fine. Well, it will use our imagination. Yeah. So I, I, I looked on there. On Wait, their I cannot channel, hear Dylan. There's, there's been some issue. You cannot hear Dylan? Dylan's no. Really Isn't that usually the case? Or because David's so loud. Corrupt, uh, That's usually how that ends up working. I know he's talking. There he is. I can hear Dylan. You can hear Dylan, so maybe it's my end then. I double check your yeah, settings, like things. that you haven't muted me or something. Oh, Dylan said double check y'all's settings. Yeah, you it's totally my me. settings. I think I had turned him down last time to deal with. He muted something. you because she didn't want to hear you. Yeah. Okay, everybody. <laughs> everybody right. in the roll twenty. Um. Yeah. yeah. Wait, am I actually logged in? Website. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited to meet Rob's character. Me too. Prediction on that. <laughs> Rob's character so, is Willie Wood. That would be amazing. <laughs> He's an owl. Rob, just so you know, Willie Wood is an owl that Dylan randomly named Willie Wood, and Jeff said that, wow, you just called him Dick Dick. <laughs> what? He didn't call him. He named him Dick Dick. He, uh... I'm sorry. Named him Dick Dick. Let me get Which my notes. Even worse. Oh, I forgot my notes too. Sorry. Hey, he Jeff, are you looking? What's up? Yeah, guys, I have asked him, like, ooh, babe, tell me what you're going to do tonight. And he's like, stuff. And I'm like, well, I really think you need to rehearse. And he's like, ah ha ha. No. <laughs> Good try, though. I don't want to know. Is Jeff logging in? Oh. Is he on Discord? Yeah. Can we? It's not on roll twenty. I'm sorry. Dang, Rob doesn't even have a picture posted of his character. It's a soup secret, guys. No. Secret, super secret. I got a secret machine or mannequin. Secret, secret. I got a secret with pockets made in Japan. Secret, secret. He's got a secret. Aaron, I missed your face. As she dances in the background, singing "Secret Secret." I was gonna say, Aaron's gone. No, Aaron, have you been I, drinking already? While well, um, Jeff is getting things set up on his end and getting logged into Roll Twenty, why don't we go ahead and right into the session, guys? Yeah. It's hard for me to hear you from in here. What? I barely can hear him. Hold on. Good secret. I've got a secret. Damn it, Aaron. <laughs> that's my that's my karaoke song. 
I'd kill Roy! Yeah, David had no idea that that was a thing with me until... Very recently. Very recently. <laughs> until after you were married. Until last week. Yeah. I didn't know that I was a Closet Sticks fan. Okay. An hour later, and I still can't find this one. Oh. Is everyone ready? Yes. As ready yep, as we're going to be. I think so. Oh, Aaron. Should yes. let you know, uh, since you're a cleric, uh, I don't think you can bring anyone back from the dead yet. When you do get a spell, not yet. Uh, my you character uh, has an ability where you can cast any resurrection spell on me. It doesn't require any material component. But she Mat doesn't have a resurrection spell yet. Material component? Yeah, so you're like, like, you don't need so to buy any components. You need to use a gemstone? Or whatever. I don't know what the materials in D and D are. Okay. Okay. But I do hold that when you do learn a resurrection spell, the action of it is you kick the the dead body squarely in the nuts, and then they shoot to life. <laughs> so I would agree. I mean, right the my character aggressively. Is, if somebody's dying, calls dying because he can be resurrected with no uh, fee. I don't need gemstones. Me. So I'm actually curious about that, though. Is it like Final Fantasy Tactics rules where you have to get to them within so many turns or they're actually dead? Or is it just at any time she can kick him in the nuts and he revives? It, it depends. So um, the way death works is you go to zero hit points and then you have to make saving throws. You have three saving throws to either live or die. Uh, if you make three successful saving throws, you stabilize at zero. If you fail those three saving throws, you die permanently. Any time between those saving throws, a regular healing spell will revive you. Um, once you have failed those saving throws, only a resurrection spell of some kind, and there are multiple different kinds at varying levels, um, only a resurrection spell will actually bring you back. Okay. Nice. Um, and depending on, on how often, I don't think it'll happen very often in our campaign, um, but sort of when the first character death rolls around is when we will actually sort of address dying in this world and how easy or difficult it is to come back. Okay. Realize okay. I have a, a disadvantage on stealth for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Because... Oh. When I had chainmail in the last game, I had a disadvantage on stealth. Oh, all right. Well, just bring me to zero. All right. So, at one last, we joined our adventurers. We had just recently uh, new remained of the Open Palm clan in their uh, hilltop fortress by the border of Grundleware. This clan had become quite the nuisance, uh, openly attacking caravans to the, the goods. Um, it had come to the attention of Team Defiant of the Wayfinder Society Guild that perhaps they were not doing this on their own, rather being funded and directed to attack these caravans by someone known as the Benefactor. These orcs seem to have a fairly large stash of coin, in their fortress, indicating that they've been paid to do these attacks. They destroyed the clan and the fortress, using lots of fire, uh, and recovering the stolen goods, 
the team has begun making its way to the border of Grundleware to drop off its remaining goods before heading on for the rest of its merry way. So as we, just really quick, weren't we on our way to the, the um, um, I, I can't remember what it's called every time, but the no, robot snake factory? Not yet. I thought no, that was happening first. We have to stop by and, and drop off the package first, the goods. So if you look at if you look at the map, you'll see where you guys are here down south of the continent. Um, you'll see here this little brown path uh, by the mountains. This here is the border of Grendelware, uh, and then the Wizard Golem Factory, where you know the Iron Cobra came from, is further north. So you have to pass the border regardless. Okay. Um, and since you're currently under contract to kill the ogre, kill the orcs, and return the uh, return the stolen goods. It made sense, and your party decided to make that stop at the border before going on to the Golem Factory. And then, of oh. course, we also got Varric's thing going on too. His <laughs> old master going to come in. So, so, as our party continues its trek northeastern towards the mountains, the camera pans away, up, away from the group and into the clouds and as we descend back down from the clouds we're no longer looking at the fields of Dialystok headed towards the mountains we are in fact more completely different we see a lush and colorful forest the grass is tall and purple within the grass we see a displacement a void and as we get closer we notice a figure sitting causing this displacement an elven figure sits meditating, but his meditation looks troubled. Eyes are darting back and forth behind his eyelids. Beads of sweat form on his forehead as fists grip down on his knees. The camera sees an amethyst gem sitting in a gold band on his finger, sculpted to the shape of a mind. As the meditation culminates, Roger opens his eyes to a very landscape. Cliffside sits before him. Balanced precariously on the precipice, lands on his hands, bearing down a 100-foot drop. A voice calls to him from the nearby path. Some of that cart, another dwarf, and a tiefling sit, looking back quizzically. The legend writes himself and dusts off his robes. Looking, looking for, someone. for someone. From there, our camera pans back again. We fade to black. We see our familiar group of adventurers. They are headed to the border. Half a day now's travel from where they were when they defeated the orcs. The border of Grundleware is much like the border of Festus. A single wooden arch stands on a seemingly arbitrary line between the plains and the rocky terrain leading into the eastern mountains. At the border, you see an entourage. Like the entourage at the Festus border, this group is mixed. You see two dwarves, an elf of some kind, and a tiefling meet you. A tiefling? Oh. Hello, mates. Hello. You must be the, uh, the team defiant that is here to drop off the goods. Is this correct? Yeah, that's us. We're, we're, we're defiant. <laughs> yes, well, uh, where are the goods? Oh, well, here, here I um, get one of the crates. Or 
And then I get the second crate of the ore. That's um all we uh, recovered there, but uh, rest assured, uh, all those orcs and there was even an ogre, uh, they won't be bothering anyone else anytime soon. Yes, yes. Come take a look. You see the, the two dwarves, the one who'd been speaking with you and the other one who had been sitting on the uh, caravan behind him, uh, hop up and approach. They sort of inspect opening them up, sort of shifting the ore around, taking a look at what's in there, picking it up, and you can see that, like, the way they're picking it up, they're trying to sort of guesstimate how much this weighs. Um, they seem to find everything in order. Uh, they say, yes, it's Fima. Dylan, you're cutting in and out on me. I think it's because he Is has that, the push to talk on. Is that any better? I mean, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, you see the dwarf calls back. Uh, it says, Frima, bring their payment. And the tiefling reaches back behind and grabs uh, several pouches, oh. <laughs> which would contain the payment that you was agreed for this uh, this job. Uh, she, who is there to receive the pouches of gold? Uh, I'm going, I'll take them. Casanova steps forward. All right, so Colin and Casanova both sort of step forward and reach out. There are about four bags that she's holding within her two hands, so she just sort of looks between the two of you and just splits it between the two of you. So, Colin, you have two bags of gold in your hand, and uh, Casanova, you have two bags of gold in your hand. They're fairly hefty. Um, yes. As you know, you were being paid 500 gold for this contract. Casanova <laughs> grabs it and drops it immediately with her negative one strength. <laughs> All right, so Casanova's <laughs> holding this and you sort of see her just like, whoop, slump down and let go of it because she doesn't want to be embarrassed. So uh, two pouches of gold slam to the ground. Um, it's yours you, for the taking. Uh, can oh, you all God. describe what uh, this party one. see? Just so we can recap. Um, we have a, a group here meeting you uh, for the first time. Uh, Aaron, can you describe what your character looks like? Oh, um, kind of grumpy looking, a little <laughs> short, um, blonde and um, vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, My Derek. Happy. Okay, did you say me? Yes. Okay, so. Uh, my character uh, has a, is long uh, black hair, uh, just a, a hint of, of wolf-like about him. His uh, ears are a little pointier, uh, teeth are just a little bit sharper than they, they should be, nose is a little bit flatter. Um, a medium uh, stature wearing a, a leather tunic. Actually, I think it's hard leather at this point. Um, and a, very large bow, very very thick bow, uh, slung <laughs> around his back, as we described it last time. Yes, very good. I uh, call. What do you look like? Uh, well, it's got like a six foot eight, olive green skinned gentleman. Um, got some nice fresh scars on him. Looks like he was just fresh out of a. Good fight, and uh, it's got a nice big necklace around his neck that has uh, teeth uh, varying, varying uh, uh, freshness. 
Uh, uh, Nordmere. That's the one that Rush knows. You see me, I have red hair. Uh, did I'm about three feet tall. I have red hair. Um, kind of shifty eyed, about 35 for halfling. So it's, I think we said it was an adult for halfling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I kind of look like I've been through quite a few battles, but not as hardened as the giant half orc. All right, and Casanova? Um, you see a tall, slender, um, human-esque, elven-looking lady. She's got tan skin, blue eyes, and her she has like an ombre hair effect going on. So it's dark brown, and then it fades to a dark black. Dark black? Is that a thing? Whatever. It is now. Um, and she just kind of gives this look around as she's very curious as what's going on, but also gives no fucks. Uh, very good. Uh, so you uh, see there, uh, you notice, uh, your party notices sort of that during this exchange, uh, there has been this other figure that's sort of, it seems to be with the, the caravan that just met you, but it hasn't been involved in the exchange at all. Like no one's really acknowledged him. He hasn't said anything. Um, Robert, would you mind describing what they see? Yes. So you see uh, before you, uh, waiting patiently and, and calmly off to the side, uh, a six-foot uh, elven-looking individual, although not quite elven. Something's a little bit different about this one. Uh, uh, very slender. Uh, looks like maybe 150 pounds soaking wet, but... Not scrawny, definitely wiry. Uh, there's a, a strong Zeke um, with a shock of white hair, which is stylistically disheveled on top and, and quite long. Um, there is on the sides of the head uh, a bit of an undercut, which contrasts the, uh, the length on top. Uh, the skin is gray, and the eyes are a piercing blue. Uh, and... Uh, he stands there. <laughs> that is what you see before you. Um, what's your deal? You there in the back? I shot over to the elf. Oh, oh, uh, yes. My name is uh, Erdin Silverinth. I, I am new here. I was traveling with these folks only very recently. Actually, looking for someone, hoping to find them. And he's actually taking the time now to, to gaze across um, the forms of each individual. Uh, does, does he recognize anyone in this group as of interest immediately or no? Um, so you sort of scan over them, you see this sort of grumpy looking dwarf sitting, sitting at the cart, uh, fairly well armored uh, with a war hammer on her back. Uh, you see this sort of wolfy man sitting atop the cart. 
he seems to be sort of looking around constantly, sort of keeping an eye out. Um, the sort of shifty-looking halfling who is sort of dwarfed by this Most very dwarfed. imposing half-orc standing next to him. Um, and off to the side, um, your eyes do briefly rest on this slightly elven-looking woman um, that seems to ring a bell oh. in your mind, but it's not... Something's not quite right. And as she sort of catches you staring at her, um, there's this brief moment where she looks sort of off put by you. Like she's just like, like, why is this why is he staring at me? And like when she when there's that brief glimpse of emotion where she's just like, Ugh, what is this guy staring at me for? Um, there is a flash of violet in her eyes with this emotion that she shows. Mm. And he actually, uh, looking at that figure, uh, lets out just a, a ever so slight smile uh, and, and bows his head ever so slightly, uh, gesturing respectfully to the person, but not saying anything. So, Casanova, this, uh, this exchange has just occurred in which this sort of elven figure has sort of looked over your group and then stared at you briefly, uh, which was very off-putting. Um, so you sort of, you know, you're not sure why he was staring at you, but then he smiles, smiled, smiles slyly, and sort of nods to you in some sort of respectful manner. She uh, kind of looks with that um, puzzled face, and who are you? Well, I have told you my name already, but well, I guess you could say I'm a a hermit to myself. You see, I was in my home not too long ago, deep in meditation when suddenly I saw a vision. That vision brought me, well, yeah, more or less, and he looks around gesturing. Uh, when these folks happened upon me, I told them I was looking for someone and they seemed to think that if I followed them long enough, I'd be able to find them. I'm a uh, Happy to say that they weren't wrong, and he. Yeah, you you put out there, Robert. What does he? What does he do? Oh, sorry. There, yeah. He no. He just. He just says. He just finishes by saying, uh, "I'm happy to say that they they weren't wrong, and um, this has indeed been a very fruitful endeavor." Who are you, Who are you looking for? He just chuckles. Why? It's you, as a matter of fact. Hey. <laughs> Do you really no, say that? Yes. Oh no! I mean, does Call actually say me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you? You're looking for me. Uh, well, it seems that way, but hmm. why it is, I'm not entirely certain. She just looks very puzzled at you and is going to walk over towards Aaron, her bearded lady friend. I was going to say. And just like in, telepathically tell her, I'm not sure what he is or who, but he gives me the heebie jeebies. So, uh, sir. 
is your plan now that you've found Casanova? <laughs> uh, well, I can assure you that I, I, I have no ill intentions. I, I can only say that I can only say that I have been placed on this path for some reason or another. And I am here to ensure that she stays safe. Wait, wait. Marrying hey. is probably not a good idea. She's pretty I, I roll to see, like, if, if I, feel I feel like, like he has, like, like ill and, like, like, his. Yeah, roll insight. Okay. Um, so while this exchange is sort of going on, um, the two dwarves and tieflings have been sort of loading up the ore crates. Um, they sort of look to Erdan uh, briefly and they say, uh, so, uh, that was not the voice. Um, so we have brought you to the edge of the of Grondelware. Uh, we've got to head back, but uh, you seem good with these folks, so uh, we'll bid you adieu. Thank you for bringing the order back. We will be sure to let our guild know that uh, trades are back open for business and they sort of head back into Grundleware proper. So I got a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, so he, I mean, he's a, a weird guy, um, but when he talks about protecting you, he seems genuine. Is he wearing anything that uh, would, you know, have a distinguishing mark? Like, does he have symbol, holy symbols? Does he have any sort of clothing just... So Casanova to see if she is aware of where he's from. Uh, make a make an arcana check. Does she notice anything that is from her dream that he has? Oh, which dream? The one that Colin and I both. Oh, uh, the that very one. first dream. Uh, roll arcana first. Personally, I can relate. I've been set on a path myself. Is well, that so? Doing those checks, Varric hops down from oh, his... Yeah. Uh, been sent to... Well, I called Tempest pilgrimage. So, you know, uh, I, I can relate to wayward traveling myself. Okay, uh, so with the 15 Arcana... Uh, you do recognize that uh, he is uh, a variant of elf known as Aladrin. Um, this race is not really common to the Aladrin. E L A D R I N. He's a race of elf known as Aladdin. He's got under his arm a magic carpet. <laughs> Legit, I thought you said Aladdin. Uh, no, uh, he's a race of elf known as Aladrin. Um, you know oh. that they are a variant of elves that uh, don't normally live in the material plane, but rather live in a place known as the Feywild. Oh my god! basically a, a mirror of this world um, that nature has taken over. Uh, so... It's you know it has a lot of similarities in in places and and things like that, but like where you might find a city, instead you might find an overabundant forest. Um, so you know that he's definitely not from around here, as it were. We have an alternate reality elf with us. Do I recognize him from my dreams? Uh, no. 
Nothing about him seems familiar in that sense. While she's puzzling over him, Varric hops down from his perch, uh, walks forward slowly and says, uh, afraid you, uh, you won't have to worry too much about uh, protecting her from what I've seen as of late. She can, hold, she can definitely hold her own. She's a little scary. Could you... <laughs> you guys, I'm about to, like, mind-fuck y'all. Shut up. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yes, I have, I have no doubt that you probably can, and especially being surrounded by such good friends. But nonetheless, I find myself here, and, and not exactly of my, of my uh, own accord. Um, Are you planning to, to travel with us? Well, only if it is something that you'd be willing to allow, of course. You see, uh, I don't know much about where I happen to be. It's a bit different from where I come from. It's... Oh, I'll, I'm kind of out of my element too, you know, going to big cities. Oh, we got a lot in common, mate. You're from the Feywild, right? I am, yes. And it seems that I was uh, sent here. I, I did not arrive here voluntarily. In fact, I don't possess such powers to return, since I have been granted a, a vision from who I can only assume is my my patron. And I've been sent here. I would be foolish to, to <laughs> turn away from what must certainly be fate. Hey. Why do you make it sound like you want to marry her? She's violent. Oh, no, it's not like that. You, you see, I have made a vow of celibacy, so. He's a priest, y'all. Uh, one question, mate. Um, can you hear the word defiant? What comes to mind? <laughs> <laughs> when I hear the word what? Defiant. Defiant? Um, uh, un- well, defiant, uh, Un- unwilling to take direct orders. Uh, someone who doesn't enjoy taking orders from someone, I suppose. Um, why do you ask? All right, that's good enough. Um, you, you can join us. Don't mind me. I enjoy that that is all it takes for Call to be like, you're one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's on a path, I'm on a path. I, I, I get him. He's on, we're on the same. Tempest has sent me on a path. Um, I feel like this is another, you know, m- meeting that's that's meant to be. Uh, Casanova is, is going to just look, look over, over at you. Elden, Eldrin, Sorry, sorry. And and would you give us a moment, please? And she's going to literally huddle up with the rest of her party and just, you know, get their opinion. And um, so what do you guys think of him? Do you think he's safe? I mean, I don't buy his story one bit. He says he's, he's looking uh, for someone the entire time and that someone happens to be you, but you have no idea who he is. I don't trust him at all. I say we just keep an extra eye on him. Seeing as I'm not sure we have a, another option, I mean, he can just follow us. We do have another option. 
is my hot take. Best case scenario, we got another person on our side to deal with whatever's out there, you know, whether it be or constructs or or or, or the, you know the open palm. Best case scenario, there's five of us and there's one. So either way, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be okay, but let's keep an extra eye on him. Hey. Sure. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, perhaps we know when we get into battle, we it won't suddenly become five against an enemy, and instead of the enemy, he joins the enemy against us. You know, that just means uh, uh, more, more, more hates to actually I'm all about only with odds. Counting his teeth, are you, Paul? I don't carry the way, guys. Uh, oh, I, only, I don't do that, you know. Oh, no, not necessarily. Varric just get, raises an eyebrow. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, unless I know for a fact that I want their teeth. Oh, this is just thing to do. Either way, I think he will follow us. So I would rather have him nearby me. Other than just following us from a yeah. distance, so we can learn a little bit more about him. Personally, I don't like it, but I'll be walking like a hawk. Oh, shit. Best case scenario. Got another mic. Best case scenario. He's got five of us on him. So, I say, why not? This has brought me together with you for 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 so while from you know this might be just another sign from Tempe's. I'd be willing to give him a shot. Perhaps, Perhaps if we, we keep, keep him in the middle of our path, surrounded by us. So if we see any ill movements, that is best. And then we'll just seek call on him. Hey. <laughs> I can always mind trust him too. <laughs> that seems good. So is it settled? We will let him join. Uh, I, I, I think. I, 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 let, let's do it. What do we got to lose? On three. Defiance. Defiance. Garrett just walks away slowly and does not participate in that. <laughs> Defiantly. She, she, uh, uh, she turns to you and um, I suppose if you were sent here for a reason, and that reason is me, that you may tag along, but don't get any strange ideas, man. Well, I appreciate it, yes. And uh, rest assured, um, I'm just as curious as you all are, I, and I, I hold no ill will towards any of you. I don't even know you. Are you I'm wishing, wishing to, go to go home? He thinks for a moment and says, I think I'm wishing to see what lies at the end of this path. Hey, come here. Don't we all? I'm just along for this ride, mate. Well, at the end of this road is a golem factory. I mean, that—that that is what is at the end of this road. 
Uh, also, uh, Varric has some business, uh, personal business, that we're going to help him out with. He doesn't need to know about that, Carl. Uh, and I, I have, have a big metal snake. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, some personal, um, um, uh, he's got to, he's got to do some, uh, shopping for his, uh, uh, um, um, his, his mum. Yeah, that's it. Varric buries his face in his hands. <laughs> He actually needs a lion dildo. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) wrong. That is terrible. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I take it from this meeting with this this other group, and uh, he gestures to the two dwarves and tiefling, that you are hired hands or mercenaries of some kind. Is that that the case? I like to think of myself. Uh, equal opportunist or uh, um, warrior of Tempest. I've been along for the ride for this long, and I'm not even sure why. <laughs> well, I, I can say that um, if it's your adventurers, then I might be able to at least help you in your endeavors. I'm not entirely oh. useless when it comes to combat. All right. We've been facing a lot of that. You'll feel welcome at home, mate. Now, have the um, have the dwarves all gone yet? Uh, have they taken yes. their ore and everything? Uh, so yeah. So while this whole co- this whole exchange was going on, they sort of got everything together and they sort of bid this uh this Aladdin farewell, sort of seeing that he maybe getting an in with you and if not they'd already told them where to go next so uh they sort of like deuces we we got stuff to do now so they have already yeah gotten back on the trail headed back into grundleware all right fair enough all right so you have all it seems like everyone has agreed to let erdan join the party i don't think that um Derek agreed did he he didn't but he doesn't have a, a, a say. He's just he's eyeing the guy up and down very carefully. Varric holds his sword the entire time against his <laughs> sword to the back of his neck. <laughs> so uh, it would not surprise me. Varric has thrust issues, so he's not going to like anybody. <laughs> so, so, so as, you, Varric. So as has become the norm. The party has unanimously excluded Varric's opinion and let this man join the party. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, Erdan, uh, cue, cue the catchy tune. Erdan has joined your party. Um, you all um, are able to split your reward money for this most recent contract. Uh, it's, uh, if I a hundred a hundred for each of you, um, unless if someone decides to share with your new companion, obviously doesn't have to since he has, he just joined. But um, do you require any money? Uh, n- no, I'm I'm fine, thank you. And I like to earn my money uh, the honest way when I need it. But you'll find I I don't require much. But I got some special plans with my money. How much are how much money are we uh, getting? Uh, we got a hundred gold each. 
Okay, got it. Did we already that get that or? Yeah, uh, that, that, that was, was what Paul and Casanova were handed. Yeah, just now. Well, no, wait, but didn't we, correct me if I'm wrong, did we get 100 gold from the, the fort the last time? We got, we got for, 10 pieces each. We got it for the last job. Yeah, that was the, the last job. job. I think he's asking how much money did we find in the fort. Yeah, you guys did find loot at the fort. Okay, so this is separate. Um, I had already added yeah, gold, so, I remember, last time. But yeah, so sure you, I'm not double adding. Yes, no, no, no. So you guys did, you looted the yeah. fort, so you had found plenty of gold there, and then the dwarves and tiefling just delivered to you your official payment for the contract. So oh. with your new party of six being formed, you uh, begin your trek northward along the road, sort of running parallel to the mountains now uh, in the direction that you know is the uh, Wizard's Golem factory uh, in hopes of uh, last week, as you had discussed, potentially returning for reward the Iron Cobra, which had run yeah. rampant upon... Um, you know, you, you wait, guess wait, we're returning it. Sort of. That is to be decided. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's simply my interp- this is my interpretation of the last information I had. If you guys have other plans, it will come to light as as the story progresses. I'm sure. This is his telling us that we should not keep it. Um. I think so you all know. Research it more and learn more about it. If I remember correctly. Or sell it. Uh, the sooner we get rid of this thing, the better. It creeps me out. It creeps me out too. I find oh, it rather fascinating. Varric like pushes the head just a little bit closer to call. <laughs> leave, leave me alone, mate. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so you are aware that based on where you are um, and where you are last heard from Balder that the Golem Factory was, it's probably going to be about another three, maybe four days, depending on how you travel. Um, before you reach the factory. Um, so uh, you guys travel along the road. Um, Does that mean that I lose, lose my level one exhaustion? Uh, eventually you guys will come to your evening's rest and uh, think uh, based on your your guys' uh, travel thus far, you continue to take your watches as, as previously. So you've got uh, Varric and Cole and... Uh, Aaron taking shifts each night uh, as Nordmir and Casanova lack the ability to uh, be particularly particularly useful in the dark. Um, so yeah, at the end of the first night, you are able to uh, lose that last point of exhaustion as you finish a long rest. Awesome. As we continue over the, the next three days towards the Wizard Golem Factory, can I get Aaron... Varric and Erdan to roll me a D100. What the hell? A D100? Yes. Oh, random encounter time. What kind of roll is that? A wonderful one. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. And so you guys are continuing along this path. I'll go ahead and reveal a little bit more about uh, the path we're going to be on here. We are. Do we pass any towns? 
Um, not where. Uh, so you guys, um, after after stopping at Festus, you did pass back through Kelson. Um, at the time, you guys didn't need anything, so uh, we didn't make anything of it. Since coming to the Orc hideout, you haven't passed any towns or anything like that. Um, Fair enough. You know, yeah, there's and there's nothing really along the path directly um, that that you really come across. At least nothing in the way of like. Uh, large towns. You see like, a couple of houses, like farming areas a little bit sometimes, like one or two along your path, but uh, no major towns or things like that. Along this road as we're traveling north, does Varric catch, because Varric is constantly keeping his eyes out for three strange wolves and a familiar scent. Does he get anything from any of that? Um, thus far, nothing is quite peaked. Um, not since not since your last uh, take, um, and you do recall that when you had come to the fork in the road further south, um, and you had continued on to the east, that they had forked off, off onto the the uh, western path to the north. Um, so it's possible that you're on a separate path headed north than they took. Yeah, and and given their disposition, perhaps they did not even stay on the roads, as it were. Um, this time I'm. Catching Edrin up with our previous exploits. No, we we basically bent a fort down. Is our last the last thing we did. Uh, we we sliced through orcs uh, and uh, Beric took down an ogre with an arrow through the eye. It was amazing, mate. You, I mean, if you like battle. You chose the right group to join up with. <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily enjoy conflict, but uh, I understand that it's necessary sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> I can see that you're... Uh, uh, well, you must re- certainly revel in it. Oh, it's, you, you know, it's, 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 it's tradition. You know, I... Um, actually, on that um, uh, path that you're on, I'm on a path myself. I've been chosen by my god Tempest to embark on a pilgrimage to spread his glory throughout the land. So, I'm a bit, a bit of a traveler, I'm a bit of a similar situation as you. It does seem that we have a uh, similar stories, yes. Could you tell me more about this tempest you're speaking of? Oh, yes. Well, um, see, this goes back to our history of all my tribe. It's kind of unusual. Uh, my my tribe used to be two tribes a human tribe, an orc tribe. And, um, long, the names have long since been forgotten. But, uh, tempest came to them and said that uh, if they put aside the differences in their gods, uh, that he can show them a better way of finding glory, of finding battle, being remembered. So the two tribes killed a red dragon that had destroyed a a temple of Tempest. And thus, created the Fireblade clan. Oh, that's essentially. <laughs> that's essentially. I'm reading the comments on the. That's essentially more my <laughs> my history there. 
<laughs> I just saw the comments too. Oh uh, yes. Well, I'd certainly like to hear more about this tempest as we travel together. I myself, uh, I have a patron. His name is Eldeth. Death. And uh, actually, now I'm looking at on my character sheet. I don't think he has anything uh, by way of like holy symbol. Uh, but you know what he does have? He holds up. You know what he does have though? He has on his person. Um, he holds. He pulls from a pouch. Um, it's a a wooden carving, a small wooden carving, uh, in a uh, roughly the size of maybe a, an average sized human palm, and it appears to be uh, a waterfall, and that waterfall is cresting down and into um, just a, like a, a round shape, and there are small uh, small ripples. Around what what would be the water? It is it is painted as well, um, but he has this on him. He says, "This is this is a symbol, Eldeth. Eldeth is the goddess of peace." Well, um, so yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty much uh, there's no peace with. <laughs> it's 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 battle, but you know, um, oh. Uh, Oh, I, I, I've learned to work out my differences with these blokes, so um, I'm sure I'll do the same with. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Wrong. <laughs> Alrighty then. So as you are uh, continuing along your way, uh, about two days in to your journey, you. Come across. You are traveling through the day, and um, what is what is your sort of new positioning on on this sort of uh, traveling? I know that originally you had Varric up top, you had Call and Aaron flanking your caravan. Um, Casanova had been riding up front with Balder while uh, Nordmir was in back, but you no longer have Balder as a driver. So, sort of, what's your guys' positioning as you are on? Are you on your your daily path with your cart. Uh, I'll stay the same. Uh, I'll I'll still walk along the cart. Now I just realized we got a horse we got to take care of. New responsibilities. I'm now the driver. Okay. Varric, I don't know if you caught him, but he said uh, that he was going to ride up uh, top where he normally was. Okay, so not much has changed. So then the only question we have now is, uh, Erdan, where are yes. you? Uh, what's the situation like as far as... I mean, uh, so the cart itself is uh, a covered wagon kind of deal. Um, a pretty sturdy, sturdy sort of cart situation rooftop that uh, the uh, sort of wolfish human seems to be up top. Uh, he sort of, again in this sort of constant vigilance, looking around, occasionally sort of sticking his nose in the air as if he's trying to catch a scent. Um, on either side of the cart, um, the dwarf and the half-orc walk uh, in sort of a flanking position. Uh, the halfling uh, sort of takes the reins and, and is driving the cart, and beside him sits uh, the sort of elven-looking woman uh, who, uh, you, who you sort of have latched onto. 
By the mm. way, am I teaching Casanova how to drive? Yeah, that sounds fun. So yes, yeah, so she's <laughs> she seems interested. If 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 you sort of start idly chatting about sort of technique on controlling the horses and directing them, she seems to be paying attention. Well, that does seem like fun. So, Erdan, where would you position yourself through all of this? Uh, yeah, I imagine uh, someplace that doesn't seem like I am uh, hovering too much around Casanova. I don't. <laughs> I definitely am like uh, acutely aware of how unusual circumstances are, and I don't want to be throwing out any creepo vibes. Um, and on top of that, I, I, think, I think I would like to be somewhere where I can see what is coming up ahead easily. So maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe somewhere okay. that provides me with a vantage, a decent, a decent vantage point. Okay, so we'll say then that you are sort of traveling sort of towards the front of the cart, but maybe on the opposite side of where Casanova is sitting. Sounds good. Yep, I like it. Oh, <laughs> I see the turn order. <laughs> and it means nothing. Corey, Corey, that was nothing. <laughs> I like how I had the exact same thought. I'm like, oh shit, we're rolling initiative. Uh, so around day two of the trek, could I get Casanova, Nordmir, and Erdan to roll, uh, and Varric to roll me some perception checks? With pleasure. Verily. Uh, let's see. Erdan, how do you thing? spell that name? <laughs> Said it already. Uh, it is. R D A N. That is correct. Okay. I just wanted to oh. verify. It's Ting for all of you guys. Oh. Crap. Except the driver. He's too busy <laughs> looking at the horses. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's uh, preoccupied with sort of focusing on the road and avoiding hazards and potholes and things like that. Um, he does not notice the beating of wings approaching. Um and, um and sort of as Erdan, Casanova, and Varric, all of your ears sort of perk up to this sound of sort of and you sort of look up obviously hearing wings, you naturally look up to the sky and you're off guard briefly as you see a, a horse? There seems to be a horse flying towards you. Oh my god. Can I roll knowledge? Yeah, roll some knowledge. Um, do I roll? Uh, I think um, I'll Arcana. You don't Arcana? Corey. So that's going to be a raw 20. Uh, Corey, uh, Call has not noticed this yet. Yeah. Only Casanova, Varric. Oh, yeah, that's right. I Casanova, Erdan, and Varric, if you'd like to roll uh, Arcana, you can try and sort of identify this flying horse coming at you. Dang. Jesus, guys, you got some loaded dice over here because Casanova got 16 again as well. <laughs> Into the actual battle, we'll all, like, die. <laughs> battle? Very Let's quickly. get rid of these horses. We can have a Pegasus horse. Pulling our cart. I think um, actually, I think actually, Erdan, uh, Erdan looks up and says, "Ah, oh, you certainly have very strange birds around here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So Erdan, you comment on the strange birds, and uh, Casanova and, and Varric, you both are aware that this is not actually a bird. This is in fact a Pegasus. Yes. Uh, 
And, the camera gets excited. Yes, and it is. It seems far away, but it is moving very quickly. And let's move on to the map. Oh God, it's going to come right to Earth. Uh, it is, in fact, flying right towards you guys. I apologize <laughs> for uh, the icon. Uh, I am ill prepared. Put a Pegasus to the roll twenty for you guys. Oh, there we go. Oh, all of us roll it. Uh, everyone, roll initiative. Oh, as this got a wait a second. Is our um animal talker not going to say anything to them? Uh, we shall see. Right. Uh, this thing seems to be braying loudly and flying erratically. Uh, you're not sure what's going on, so we're going to take what action you want to do. We're going to take them in turns. Twenty. Oh, I can put it in. I forgot. Do I have initiative with this character? I can't remember. Here is my macros. Let's see. Got. Oh, there it is. I see it now. Here. See the strangest stuff on the road. First, the giant snake. Ow. <laughs> Pegasus. Dang. Look at Rob's initiative, guys. Dang. Look at Rob's initiative, guys. I keep forgetting Ooh. I can push the talk. Nice. We heard you you got a plus four to initiative. It's not the open palm clean. All right, Nordmere, what did you roll again? All right, I find you. Alrighty then. So as we enter initiative, uh, Erdan, you are first. You have spotted this strange-looking bird in the sky, and it seems to be erratically flying towards your group. Uh. Do I know anything about its intent from its behavior? I mean, I definitely am. I I I assume I'm not even familiar with this beast. Um, but does it look like it's coming towards us aggressively? Um, roll an insight. Okay. Where are you inside? Theory. Really don't want to be the guy who kills the Pegasus. makes it theory. Oh, ask me. Uh, there we go. Oh. Wow. Nice. Um, so you looking at the way that this creature is flying, um, like you are not super familiar with Pegasus, but what you do know is that they don't fly like that for any reason. Like the, on, the only reason something flies like this is if it doesn't know what it's doing. Um, so it's definitely flying towards you. Um, and it seems aggressive, but less in an intent specifically for you, and more in that this it creature jumped. seems to just be just mad, just crazed. Mm. Okay. Um, can I make a perception to see if like if there's anything affecting its body? Like, is there anything on it that like is it like it's in pain? Maybe because there's like a 
I don't know, a really big thorn in its side or something. I don't know. Um, I would say I'm just going to sort of roll over your natural 20 from that insight because that I, I'm going to sort of include that like you're looking at it, you're perceiving it, and this insight is your interpretation of what you've perceived. So um, what I'll say is that you don't see anything physically wrong with it. Okay, and, there doesn't appear to be it. any, like, the, the, it obviously looks like it might be battered, but perhaps that's from running into trees. The way it's flying, you wouldn't be surprised if it's run into a couple of things during its flight. Um, but it doesn't seem like anything, There's. it doesn't seem like it's particularly injured. Okay. Uh, I will say to the group, oh, I can't control my, my dude. I'm here, my dude. Oh. You should be able to, one second, one second, one second. Settings. Represents Ferdinand. It changes. Should there we go. Enough. Sweet. Uh, and how high up is it? Um, at this time, it seems to be about maybe 30 feet in the air and about however far away it is right now. Okay. I'm going to uh, let the rest of the group know. It looks confused. I don't think it knows what it's doing. Um, and then I'm going to hmm, move, but where to? That would be good, I wonder. Uh, five. Actually, you know what? Uh, would it be fairly easy to move on to the cart? Um, uh, you could give me an acrobatics or athletics check to sort of scramble or flip up on there, yeah. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Is it angry confused or dazed confused? Uh, based on what he's seeing and what he's just what he's calling out, it, it seems more more violent in its confusion. Uh, so yeah, with an eighteen, you pretty easily sort of just uh, sort of kip up, like you just sort of run to the side, like stick a foot on the wheel, and just sort of backflip, front flip up onto the roof there. You you're sort of standing uh, right in front of Varric now. Uh, here ish is the room. Yeah, there's the the carts on there weird, but yeah, there's there's definitely room for you guys to both be up there. Fair enough. I'll be there, and I will uh, I will hold my hold my action um, if it gets too close to Casanova um, to attack it. All right, very good. Uh, so you're holding your action. That brings us to Verit. Um, I'm assuming the cart has stopped at this point, right? Uh, Nordmir's not taking his turn, so you're sort of in motion still, but you're sort of you're sort of between breaths at the time. You know, like around is six seconds, so there's some motion still, but you're not getting very far during your turn. Okay, um, Varric, for multiple reasons now, one being that Verdan just hopped up here with him, hops off of the cart, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, like slowly walks up to to one of the horses, um. And puts its hand, his hand gently on its neck, um, uh, kind of stroking its mane, and uses blah 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 blah. Got to find the freaking spell. Speak with animals. Um, uses speak with animals to talk to the Pegasus. Okay. Uh, what do you say? Uh, oh, there, friend. It seems you you are in distress. We mean you no harm. How can we help you? Uh, so as you sort of 
this spell and infusing yourself with this bestial energy to sort of that sort of morphs your vocal cords. Uh, all of you hear Varric start braying like a horse. Just, <laughs> he calls out to the horse, um, and you hear a sort of crazed neighing back. Uh, Varric, what you hear is uh, seems almost like gibberish. Uh, it's just no, no, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's all wrong. The magic is wrong, it's not supposed to be in there, it's not supposed to be in there. Um, can it's not supposed to be in there. Um, let me look at something really quick before I do my next thing because I've got to figure out what it does. It's been a while. Um, Varric casts well, actually, is it too far away? Uh, you said 30, 30 feet in the air, air 30, feet, uh, 30 feet away, 30 feet in the air, so probably somewhere around 35, 40 feet away from you as the crow flies. So I would, the flies. So I wouldn't be able to cast Animal Friendship at this point. Uh, probably not, no. It's just yeah, slightly out of your range. You could um, go action. Yeah, I mean, uh, you were up here previously. You've only moved about 5, 10, 15 feet. You could probably get a little closer if you wanted to. Um, but casting Animal Friendship does take an action, so you don't really have anything left to cast right this turn. Or Speak with Animals is an action. I would say so. your action. Oh, Speak with Animals is an action, okay. You don't have the economy to cast another spell right now. Gotcha. Um... Oh, so it wouldn't matter either way. Varric uh, tries one more time. Uh, you said he he said what exactly again? Uh, he basically said uh, it's hard to understand because he's he's sort of jumping from phrase to phrase and just sometimes stops in the middle. But roughly, um, it's wrong. It's wrong. The magic is wrong. It's not supposed to be in there. Uh, get it out. Things along that line. Okay, so he he. Uh, implores one more time and says, uh, "What is wrong? What what magic are you referring to? Trying to get something more out of it, right? Um, and it it unfortunately uh, roll me up persuasion or animal roll me an animal handling check. We don't D and D is notorious for never using its animal handling skill. Handle some animals, Varric. I am gonna handle some animals. Um, I think I actually get a bonus to that if I remember correctly. Uh, you." Probably do you do you are proficient you are proficient in it. However, you are currently on a uh, despite ignore these trees right now. You're not in a forest. You are on a sort of prairie path, so you're not in your favorite terrain. Uh, but means, only in the the terrain because I thought I had like animal handling. Yeah, no, you're proficient in it, but it's wisdom based, so you just basically have proficiency plus two right now. Yeah, he's saying okay. I don't have advantage. But no, but so if you were in the forest, you have bonuses to that as well. So it's a D twenty plus two. And that's the way. Did we figure out what this thing was called? Twenty one. Uh, it's, it's a Pegasus. Pegasus, Pegasus okay. He's rolling animal. Okay. Yeah, nice. It hasn't popped up for me yet. Nice roll. Dylan's computer is frozen. Can you tell him what he uh, what you rolled? Twenty one. Ah. Thank you. Okay, so uh, a twenty-one animal handling. So he seems to lock eyes with you, um, and there's this sort of brief moment of calm. It's 
he's still he's still flying erratically and sort of still seems like he's approaching um but there might be a connection now uh it, it, it'll take some time to see what that means so casanova can i really quickly before that happens can i call back to my party members and just basically say guys he, he doesn't really seem hostile just very confused don't attack yet. I, I, I advise oh. them to not attack yet. Like most of my students. <laughs> Very confused. That's probably mostly directed towards me. <laughs> Do not be <laughs> hurt. Uh, hearing what Varric says, she will respect him and just politely nod towards him and hold her action until... Um, Mr. Pegasus seems hostile. Okay, uh, what are you holding? Is that like a spell or? I'm a hold a spell. Cool. Uh, so you, uh, so Casanova sort of starts casting, briefly, uh, just sort of like magical energy pulsing ready, but not doing anything yet. So sort of at the ready in case of bad things happening. Uh, sorry, I had to restart roll 20. So. Uh, after Casanova is who's after Casanova, guys? Uh, um, yeah. uh, okay, very good. So Nordmir, uh, what do you do? So when I see this, can I? Is there anything attached to it that could be hurting it or doing anything to it? Uh, you can make a perception check, but at, at first glance, you're not seeing anything. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, so yeah, uh, taking a look as it's sort of flying and bucking and everything, you do not see anything sort of sticking out of it or anything like that that would indicate sort of any physical issues with it. All right. Well, I'll hold my action then, as Varric uh, advised. All right. So we move on to Aaron. What would you like to do? I'm going to get closer. So, oh crap. What was my speed again? <laughs> 25. 25. 25. Okay. So, five, oh, he's a good paw. He's a good 15, boy. 20, 25. Why not? We'll just, eh, we'll just stay here. And like the others, I'm a little bit. Um, I'm not exactly sure what to do, um, but I'm going to get closer to Varric because I know that he can speak to him, and we'll try to talk him down. And so I'm going to look over at Varric and be like, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, just, just take it easy. I'm not sure what's happening with this thing. Please start like being like Dory. <laughs> I'm gonna speak well now. It's Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you move up there, and you're sort of uh, holding as well. Call that brings us to you. All right. So I will not age uh, as directed. Uh, five and fifteen. Can I move through barracks? Yeah, you can certainly if you'd like to like, get Me. in front of him. All right. So I will get up about here next to Varric. I will hold my action. Fish. Oh, uh, 
flying horse, as cool as it is, attacks any of my companions. It's getting turned into glue. Damn. <laughs> okay, so we've got Call holding as well. That brings us to Pegasus. Um, so, uh, Varric, you see this horse, uh, you know, staring at you. Why don't you go ahead and give me one more animal handling? Nice. All right. So this horse, with incredible speed, he's you know some thirty-five, forty feet away, moves up, lands directly in front of Barrett. Just you see this. You've heard stories. I mean, you live in a world of magic and magic creatures. Um, You've heard stories of Pegasus before. Nothing has prepared you for the sheer size. I mean, this is a large beast. It is massive and staring down at you. You know, it's just like you're standing next to a horse. You're standing next to a horse, which is a, a pretty big creature. And this horse, this Pegasus, is bigger than your horse. Is it bigger than Claw? Like twice the size, or are we talking just just bigger? No, no, not like twice the size, but just bigger. Okay. Um, and so this horse lands in this Pegasus lands in front of you. Its wings sort of as if it it it's uncomfortable not being in the air anymore. Um, and its eyes are just red, like not in coloration, but just like bloodshot. And it's dripping um, this sort of snot from its nose. This is a crazed animal, and it's just staring at you. Um, and it sort of brays at you. Just, please, please, fix it, fix it, fix it. And me. Following something looks like I'm gonna have to. <laughs> um, and so it is like fix it, fix it, and then it it eyes just sort of twitches over and sees all and call you being on high alert. You see this horse twitch, and you sort of grip down tighter on your axe. You're not taking any action, but just prepared. Like you, you grip down your axe, ready to swing, and it just sort of twitches back and just bites at Varric. Oh no! All right. So, no um, time. If you would like, uh, this is definitely a hostile action. If you'd like, I would, I would allow you to release your held action. I will. I will Can bring I my. Varric. Varric calls out to call quickly. Old. <laughs> He's scared. Uh, what do you do, call? I walk up, Varric. Hey. All right, mate. I don't know what you're doing. I <laughs> continue to hold my action. All right. So you hold your action as this beast bites out at Varric. Does a 22 hit your AC? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. All right. You That's take four points. Yeah. You take four points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and whoa, whoa, I need whoa. you to roll me. This Pegasus what? has piercing damage with its teeth. I mean, He's part vampire. What <laughs> else would you consider teeth as they pierce your skin? Even if they're like not sharpened teeth, they're going to pierce the skin with a good bite. 
I feel like with you saying the word pierce so much, we sound stupid questioning it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, it's piercing damage, guys. If it makes you feel better, it's bludgeoning. Varric doesn't have immunities to either, so it's the same. I'm going to call it chomping damage. <laughs> yes, he takes four chomping damage. Um, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Oh, dear. Ah! Oh, he's been well, magic. That's what I just did before, right? Homeboy's got rabies. Uh, wisdom saving throw. <laughs> can anybody, oh, no, I don't have wisdom. Can anybody uh, detect uh, foreign magic in the yeah. force? I already looked. I don't have it. What did we get? 11. Okay, so as... Um, as you... Um, as it bites down into you, you feel this sort of, you do feel this sort of seeping energy, some kind of magical force pushing into your body. Um, and um, as it does that, your eyes just go wide. Just, it, it, it bites into you and you just, this is, uh, this is a bad horse. It's a bad horse. And you look over to your right, and uh, you know, you've just told Call to hold his action, and you see him, he's questioning you. Like, why did he tell me to hold my action? I should have attacked. Like, he is, he doesn't trust you. You shouldn't trust him. And you look around, and it's just, nothing's right. It, everything is wrong. And uh, I'm, you I'm... are, you are paranoid, apparently. You, you Ooh. and as such, will have disadvantage on wisdom and charisma checks. If you want to make a note of that, does he like does he let like, out a cry of any sort that would alert people further back? That you know, because I obviously am not going to see exactly what happened. I mean, so it, it may, it, the map may look confusing right now, but he is basically standing right in front of you, and you saw this horse bite at him. So that's you know that he has been bitten by the horse, and it probably hurt. Did I did I hear him yell to call? Yeah, I mean he he was. He, I mean, like I said, he's right in front of you. So he did. He you saw him take hold, don't attack, and then you saw him get butt, get bitten, and now he is hurting and sort of. I mean, yeah, he seems. Yeah, he's hurt. He's been bitten. If you, if I leave it up to you if you decide to release your held actions. Anyone who's got a held action currently, the horse has bitten Beric. I leave it to your um, decision and your knowledge of what has transpired, including his con his brief conversation with Paul, whether or not you release your actions. Um, I would I would say you need to wait for your turn to try any kind of intimidation on the horse. Right. Can I, I do I, well. a knowledge on the Pegasus? Uh, yeah, we can... Uh, why don't we go ahead and get back into the turn order? Or, Dan, what would you like to do? Since it doesn't seem like anyone wants to drop their held action. Uh, am I still able to release my held option? Oh, uh, yeah, Paul, if you have changed your mind, you may release. I hear David say no. No, there, no. there was a crazy echo that yeah. just happened. Yeah, Random. I was like, I, I'm not liking this. Yeah, I'm going to release. It won't be my best because. Am I able to rage? No, unfortunately, with the held action, all you can do uh, is. Oh, okay. Action. Still, okay. 
Six is like, alright, I'm done talking. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't parlay. Sixteen. Um. Uh, yeah, that hits. Alright, so unfortunately, because I'm not raging, I don't get my radiant or my extra damage, but I nice damage nonetheless. Let's see. Uh, oh, 12. 12 points of slashing damage. Holy crap. Very good. You do 12 points of damage to this gazai. Oh, that. Uh, so the horse, not even angry. Yeah, so the horse, you sort of uh, slice into its side and it sort of uh, buckles a little, sort of trying to get away from the blade, but it's, and it sort of whips its head facing you. All right. Uh, Erdan, it's your turn. What would you do? <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> let's see here. I think um, I think that I'm going to uh, stick near Casanova for now um, and hold my action once again, just in case it gets near. Um, in fact... Yeah, I think I like. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue doing that. Uh, but then, um, uh, just a shout out to the rest of the group. If if any of you are capable of using magic, maybe we could dispel it. Huh. That's it. Dispel. All right. I agree uh, we move that. on then to Varric. What would you like to do? So I just I have a logistics question. Um, with yes. my current state, do I have a bonus action to punch call? Um, a punching call is unfortunately an attack action, which takes an actual action. Can he have a bonus to spit on call? I would give him a free action to spit on call. Call it talking. So, so Varric at this point is he's, he's, he's shuddering at this point because he's suddenly everyone is is against him at this point. The the horse is bad. The the call is or you know, all of his party members, but more than anything, Call is has enraged him now because he specifically told Call not to do something and he knew he couldn't couldn't trust this bloody orc. Uh, and all of those feelings rushed to the surface and <laughs> <laughs> and um so as much as he he distrusts this horse at the moment, most of his anger and rage is 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 directed at Call, who he spits purely in the face of. Um, that, that distances like or not that directs his rage enough to where he tries one more time to to commune with the horse, and since it's close enough, he casts animal friend, friendship. All right. Uh, I believe that is a, a wisdom seven throw. Yeah, I gotta look at it again. Um, and then, what is your what is your spell save DC? Okay, so I'm sorry. My what am I looking for? Uh, your First spell time. AC. Spell AC. Spell AC. A DC. DC. I wish I knew what that meant. If you look <laughs> on your character sheet under spells, it should be like right there at the top. Oh, save DC? Yes. 
10. Okay, 10. So he needs to roll a wisdom saving throw and beat a 10. All right. So uh, he is sort of, he was sort of, uh, he bit down on you, and then as Paul slashes it, and he whips his head towards um, Paul looking uh, very angry. And what does it look like when you cast this spell, this animal friendship spell? So you've seen how to train your dragon, correct? Oh, God. Yes. So Varric, after spitting in Call's face, turns to the, the horse and kind of lowers his gaze slightly and extends a hand towards the, <laughs> uh, towards the horse's snout and just kind of walks carefully towards him uh, with his hand in a, in a peaceful gesture towards the, the, the pegasus. Okay, and one second. He bites off your hand. <laughs> um, as you cast the spell, you um, sort of so you sort of look down. You let that sort of natural energy flow through your hand and, and sort of burst and sort of like this sort of like uh, it sort of if it. it feels like this like there's no visual on it but it feels like it's you know that sort of like puff of like shroom spores that that kind of effect um that you get in sort of classic like love potion things where you're like kind of thing uh, you feel you sort of seal feel that kind of energy puff out of your hand as you try to calm this beast one more time and as you you go you don't feel it latch uh, and in fact, you realize that uh, this this creature is too intelligent. Oh, crap. <laughs> it can't be reasoned with. It was being crazed? Well, so yes. Yeah, while he is crazed, unfortunately, he has an intelligence higher than four. And as mm-hmm. such, cannot be the, the target of this spell. Oh. Okay. And that brings us to Casanova. That was a good. That was a good effort, though. Yeah, it was. Honestly, I. In fact, I rolled his saving throw, uh, so like, and then I was like, look, and then I was looking up the spell to see what it would mean if he failed. I was like, oh no! I looked, and unfortunately, yes, he is in fact an intelligent creature. Or confused intelligent creature. You could do an arcana check to sort of visually identify if if there is something magical present. Um, they do an arcana check. Go for is, it. Um, is like, unfortunately, would, unless there's something visual, I think conditions. Is it an arcana? Charmed is. Um, yeah, charmed is a condition. You should be able to to search it or find it. It's good um you it is an ailment oh you know what my spell doesn't do that never mind but um, yeah for just future note for future references confusion and ailment uh what's the what's the spell you're looking at it, this one won't work on it i was looking at lesser restoration but it says that the condition can be blinded uh deafened uh paralyzed or po- poisoned Okay. Yeah. So you, um, as your, uh, um, we'll uh, address this on your turn, but uh, we'll come back to the lesser restoration thing. 
Um, Casanova, as you roll your 18 arcana check, sort of looking at this thing, nothing visual. Like, there's no, like, you see this creature, you know that Pegasi are magical creatures. Um, in fact, you are aware that uh, Pegasus are celestial beings, um, more so than they are beasts. Um, you know that uh, a, a, um, a Pegasus is capable of understanding language, while it is incapable of, of speaking it itself, it understands several, uh, several languages, usually, uh, obviously, celestial. It can usually understand common, um, elvish, and sylvan. Uh, but there's nothing about this that you're seeing as far as any visual representation of magic on it. I would like to telepathically ask Varric if he requires, uh, do you, do you require assistance? Varric, uh, his, his mind re, uh, sends back, no, it's wrong. Get, get away from me. It's, it's you're, you're going to hurt me. It's wrong. Get, ah, and he, he it's just very con confused and, and distraught. You know, like a, like a blur of images that just sense hostility. Okay, she would like to speak celestial to the Pegasus in the Pegasus's oh. mind. So nobody else knows what's going on. She just wants to talk to him. Okay, we mean you no, no harm. We would like to help you. If you are willing, would you come down to the ground, please? I is already on the ground. It is? It's on the ground right in front of uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, will you please bow? We will not hurt you. Um, it's a little late for that. So you do know that while you can speak telepathically with the creature, um, it would take your action to allow it to respond telepathically. Okay. Um, so then you hear back in your mind uh, the sort of same praise talk that Varric um, has heard as well. Um, you just hear it say, no, no, not supposed to be in there, not supposed to be in there, not supposed to be, it's wrong, it's wrong, get it out, get it out, get it out. Okay, she is um, just going to let everybody know. There's roll some... Roll me an insight. And, and uh, Beric, roll me an insight, I think you'll be at disadvantage on this. Yeah, right. yeah. 22. Impressive. Uh, yeah, Barrick, pull me inside as well. Uh, it is a wisdom check, so you'll be at disadvantage. Does disadvantage only mean that you lose one? I uh, know. Disadvantage no, you're means you'll roll two times and take the lower. David, you're on fire tonight. No, that wasn't good, Corey. That's seven. I rolled them both at the same time. Oh, okay. Oh. I see what you did there. I was oh. like, hot damn. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So you rolled a seven. Uh, okay, so yeah, you, this is a crazed horse. Um, Sonova. Crazy. You uh, just you're used to connecting people with people via tele telepathy. Um, it's your preferred method of communication. You find your vocal cords bothersome, um, so you you're you're used to connecting someone's minds and then hearing their responses and feeling that emotion that comes with that response. This creature is in immense pain. Like you you've looked at it and everyone's been trying to find out what's wrong with this thing and they just can't find anything physically wrong with it and you hear in its mind this thing is has been driven mad by something you uh it, you're not sure what right now um but would i be able to decipher if it could be helped 
for a better person. Your, your intuition tells you that the best way to help this creature is to put it out of its misery. Okay. Uh, so, like, uh, Dr. Cole was right all along. Whoa. Hold on. Hold whoa. on. Calm your titties. Varric is now infected <laughs> with the same thing, so that means we're going to have to put him down. I call BS. No, no listen. Okay. So Casanova is going to telepathically tell everybody in common, but not Mr. Pegasus and not Varric. Um, I, I fear that there's a madness about this horse, and it is now impacting Varric too. The only way... I can see to humanely do something is to put this Pegasus out of its misery. Perhaps we can still do something to help Varric. I, I would need Eren's help, but perhaps it's time. I, I can certainly help. And you guys hear just a sad, like somber tone to Casanova's voice. Because Kim loves Pegasus. No. All right. So that is unfortunately all of your actions available to you now. Wait, I have twelve bonus actions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We move on to Nordmer. I flip my hair. Alright. Well, I will <laughs> intimidate them. Um I guess I'll intimidate them both. Um because the uh, both the Pegasus and uh Varric. Okay. Wait, does that mean that you are confused or affected? Oh yeah, no, I definitely have the maddening, the maddening, whatever it is, as well. Yeah. Alright. One of the reasons why, if I had my way, I would have punched Call, but I was only allowed to spit. Oh, thank you. That's a, that's a compliment in all choice. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I can't intimidate worse shit today. So, yeah, so what does what does a seven intimidate look like as you try to uh, poorly scare Varric and this large celestial being? Well, damn. Um, calm down, guys. Just calm down. The yes, that is that is perfect. I love that <laughs> because it's it's always works, doesn't it? When someone's angry, yes. you come to calm down. <laughs> that makes it better. Oh man! Alrighty then. Um, so, yes, you attempt to to soothe them, and unfortunately, it is uh, not not so helpful. I'm going to say that because you wanted to affect both creatures, that is going to take your action. But you do still have your bonus action if you'd like to do anything. Um, I can't do anything with my bonus actions anyway, so I'll just end my turn. All right, that brings us to Aaron. Now, Aaron, you had brought up uh, the Lesser Restoration spell. Um, as as a cleric, you're familiar with all with you know all those spells that that are awarded to you by your god. Um, and hearing from uh, Casanova as well, this is some form of madness. You know that there are a number of ways of dealing with madness. You know that in its early stages and in lesser forms, um, magics such as lesser restoration can soothe the mind. Um, but in cases where the madness has spread too far or is too deeply rooted in the mind, uh, 
that greater magics are required. Uh, spells possible because it's a spell you're aware of but unable to cast at this time, greater restoration. Um, with that being said, you are aware that in its early stages, madness is, is curable through lesser restoration. Okay, so then maybe I will cast this on Varric. Who is snarling at you. Who is <laughs> Cause, cause foaming at the mouth. Evil. I want to wait until over, because what if it attacks him again and he gets the madness again? Then she poops him again. Yeah, I've got Bro. some more spell slots. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I am going to go ahead and cast um, Lesser Restoration on Beric. Okay, uh, let me take a quick look. I'm, that's what I need to take a look at. Uh, what level spell is that? Uh, Level two. Uh, it, does, it does say you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it, but then it goes on to say the condition can be blinded, uh, right. defend, or paralyzed, or poisoned. Yes, so um, the only reason I'm looking, I was actually mostly looking to see if it required a saving throw for an unwilling creature. Find out what happens next week on the Defiant Adventures of Defiant. For more fun and games, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamenightknd, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at gamenightknd. Want more adventures without the ads? Follow us at patreon.com slash gamenightkimanddill.